Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've breached it. Shout out my people over at Insomniac, Daniel Sun. You know, this is the last day that I'm 27. I, God willing, I'm going to beat the 27 club today. I'm not going to end up like Jim Morrison, R.I.P., you know, Jimi Hendrix, R.I.P., Janis Joplin, yo. We're going to be 28 tomorrow, so you know what it is. This is a rare, exclusive shout-out. Insomniac. You guys, man, I got so much love for you guys, man. Brown Bag Money Crew, West End of Toronto, nothing but love. Shout-out Insomniac all day, man. Salute. In the house, we have... One of the dopest MCs coming out of Toronto, Daniel Sun, in the house, Insomniac Magazine. What's happening, man? Man, shout out to Insomniac. Man, you guys have been showing me a lot of love. So it's an honor, man. I appreciate you having me. Indeed, man. Appreciate you being with us. So let's talk a little bit about this. Let's get into, first and foremost, I want to get into the history of Toronto. A lot of dope MCs. A lot of talent over there. Hip-hop has been represented lovely for so long. People like Chocolair and Cardinal Official and also Frankenstein uh, and on and on. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, that's a pretty good, I would say that's a good lineage to be a part of. Talk, talk to me a little bit about your influences in hip-hop, uh, both in the area and also as a whole, if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a good it's definitely a good lineage to be a part of. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of dope MCs out here to this day. You know that don't uh, that don't really get the limelight. But you know, I was always listening to um, to a lot of Canadian and Toronto MCs like Ghetto Concept. They were a dope group. The Rascals, um, definitely Cardinal for sure. Chocolate Maestro Fresh West. Maestro Fresh West, for sure. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, you know, not just Maestro, but Maestro Fresh Word West, up. for sure. And my big bro, Blaze Bantan. Yo, it's going. So when it comes to influences, you know, I have so much dope MCs around me, dope artists in general around me. But when it comes to like um, maybe three, four years ago, five years ago, I started, I, I came across this MC called Dre Boss. And he had a tape called The Gully Demon with uh, this producer called Nugs. And the whole tape was produced by Nugs. And that was like my favorite tape that ever came out of Toronto. That tape is crazy. I definitely suggest that all the, all the viewers go and check that Gully Demon by Dre Bars and Nugs. Um, that, was like the, that was like the blueprint of a, a MC working with one producer doing a whole tape with them. So it's kind of crazy now that uh, it kind of came full circle. Now I'm doing I'm doing full joints with with producers like Yalo and uh, Vic Grimes and Fiber Optics. So that was kind of like the subconscious blueprint that I've been following because I feel like that's 
He has many other tapes, but that that tape to me in particular sticks out to me. That was that's like a big influence on me for sure. Indeed, and I know that uh, we had talked before, and you told me that you have been making hip hop music for a long time, over ten years. I, t- tell me a little bit about that. When did you first start? Yeah, man, I, uh, I I recorded my first joint myself when I was like twelve. Yeah, maybe 11, 12 years old I, I started because wow. by the time I was 13, I linked up with my dude Cypher Soze and I have been rapping. I feel like I've been rapping for a long time by then. So definitely my early memories are of making my own little raps and all that go back to like, you know, 11, 12 years old. Definitely. Just tell me a little bit about what you've done more recently that you felt kind of brought you into the fray a little bit into the visibility of uh, the the broader audience outside of maybe where you're from. I think just having uh, you know a little bit of a, a glimpse of the bigger picture, knowing that um, I, I place a lot of value on my international fans. I try to market myself internationally, and of course, working with a production team like Create Division, Gallo Point Fiber Optics. They're stationed out in London, England, so they have a big fan base out there, growing fan base. So working with uh, individuals like them, you know, politicking with um, other individuals and producers and promoters and DJs from all over Italy, France, Germany, Sweden, you know, just having that um that 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 glimpse of the bigger picture, knowing that you know it's not it, the, Toronto isn't even though this is where I'm at Toronto Brampton, this is where I'm at twenty four seven. There's a way bigger picture. My music has a, a bigger reach. That's what I want. I want it to reach across all, all you know, all continents, reach all kinds of different people. It's that's that's what I think uh, kind of separates me a little bit is my international appeal. You know, my international approach, I should say, because I I, I can't wait to go to Europe. I can't wait to go to Japan. I can't wait to go to China. And meet all the fans out there because they're truly more passionate. They're more passionate than the North American fans, in my opinion. But when you get outside of, of like New York, it, the kind of love I get from New York is a rare love. But because I don't get that kind of love out here in Toronto. But in Europe, all the love out there is crazy. It's like everybody has that crazy passion for for classic hip hop music, like New York. But it's everywhere in Europe. Everywhere it feels like, all I get, I get hit up from from people all over the place in Europe, like Russia and Croatia and stuff. And these guys are diehard fans. So I think just having, you know, I was lucky to get a taste of it, and then I got that taste of it, and I'm like, okay, I have to market myself out here. These guys are, these guys need it. You know, this it's it's a good, you know, it's like a give and take relationship with the, with the, you know, I gotta I gotta supply them. And they show the crazy love back. So definitely that's my approach right there. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that. So you you obviously have been working with cats overseas. Crate Divisions has amazing producers both in your neck of the woods and also in Europe. If you could talk a little bit about how you connected with people like Vic Grimes, obviously he's from your area, but then you got people like Giallo Point um, and the Fiber Optics. If you don't mind digging into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure, man. A couple years ago, maybe like four years ago, I um I found Giallo's beats and I found Vic Grimes beats online on like YouTube, probably YouTube and SoundCloud. And I just straight up 
just jacked the beats. Just was jacking for beats. And I never released anything. I recorded a whole bunch of joints. Never released anything. And then one day, you know, I contacted Giallo. I put a little bundle together. I sent it to him. I showed him, like, you know, I've been recording over your beats. I haven't released anything. So, you know, maybe take a look at this. See what you think. And he was messing with the joints. But all those joints, the beats were already in use. So he gave me, like, a little pack of beats he, like that were for sale. Gave me a little catalog that I could look through. And I purchased some beats. It was all business at first. And those joints ended up being like roaches, cigarellos, um, some more of those early joints that were on the Gunner's tape. And after, after I left the studio with those joints, I sent it to him. And he was filling the joints. And he, after that, it wasn't no more business anymore. It was, it was more about building. And then the same thing with Vic. I, I ended up purchasing beats off of him to begin and same with Fiber Optics. Fiber Optics was the last one out of the three I got to meet. And it was all business at first. I just wanted to show them, you know, I'm about my business. I'm not looking for any handouts out here. You know, I'm, I want to bring something to the table too. You know, and that, I think that's what's important about us is everybody brings something to the table. There's not really any weak links. Everybody's striving for greatness. And we're trying to make our own individual teams uh, dreams come true. But we also have... You know, these goals as a team that we're trying to see come true. So it's a good chemistry all around, I believe. If you don't mind digging into the branding side of it, because, you know, you have so much out there to compete with. However, it seems like when you guys release music, everything's intact. Everything has awesome graphics to go with it. The videos are solid. If you could dig into a little bit about that uh, in regard to the visuals, how do you get your visuals together and what's the flow for that? Yeah, what you said is exactly right. It's, it's, uh, it's about having that total package. That's what I've started to learn, you know, just through trial and error, trial and error, you know, f- failing so many times and then seeing the right way to do things, having people like my big bro Blizz around me who's been doing this for a long time and he has so much wisdom that he shows me he shows me the correct way to do things so it's a blessing man and um you know just it's just a blessing all around when it comes to the when it comes to the videos in particular um i i I started off shooting my own videos so there's two videos off of um the division rivals tape with my dude cypher soze we did a, a video for test drive we did a video for beulah ferris both of those videos I shot and edited myself. My little bro, my young bro C, he shot those videos. It's my young bro's birthday on Monday too, so shout out my little bro. Um, and then when it came to Remo Gadji, I wanted to step up the video production a little bit. So I got at uh, my big bro Finn. He did the big Remo video and he did the flat tires video. And then recently I've been working with this crazy talented dude uh, from my aunts. He's, he's from the east side of the city. His name is Mercenary. This guy's crazy, crazy talented, man. Crazy, hungry. His hunger, he's like, he inspires me, you know? It's like um, a chemistry that I never had before when it comes to uh, having like a real director. You know, it's, this guy is crazy. And he's only been in the video game for like six months. So he's just starting out. He's an 88 baby. I'm an 89 baby. So we're only one year away from each other. It's like a good chemistry. Like, I feel like we was, this is supposed to happen. So we did the Young Memphis video. We did the Boakow video. 
and we did the summer's fucking over video with a son eastwood and i'm going forward i'm going forward i'm going to be working with mercenary on the videos for sure and i believe the videos are very important you know you want to give them the audio and you know all these people a thousand people can hear your audios but they don't know who you are but like one person could see your video and they, they know who you are for the rest of their life you know People see you on the street, start hailing you up. Holy, that's so-and-so. They'll never get that off of the audio, you know? The visuals are so important because a, 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 a decent song can become a great song with a good video behind it. When you can really bring out what, what the lyrics are saying and the imagery and the storytelling, if you can bring that out with, you know, your locations and, and your little plots and your storylines for the videos... I feel like it maximizes and it does like double the damage. That's how I feel now. Now, now I'm starting to learn that. I just started to do the videos really heavily this year. And I definitely, that's going to be a, a mainstay going forward is getting the visuals out there for the, for the fans. Indeed. And the Remo uh, the album art was also really dope. All the artwork for the Create Division is my dual fiber optics. That dude's crazy talented. Like, yo, this guy does the artwork for like Jameson whiskey and Shivas and stuff like that's what he does. He's a, he's an artist at heart when it comes to lyrics, beats, making the imagery, making the artwork. That dude is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Shout out my dude, five optics, a hundred percent. Awesome. UK hip hop, right? UK man, London, England. They got something in the water over there. I swear those guys are, <laughs> those guys are inspiring, man. Indeed. Talk to me a little bit about marketing. So obviously SoundCloud has been a powerful tool to get your music out. You got your music videos on YouTube. What about social media? I know you're you're on social media. Talk to me about what you feel has been the most effective or maybe a combination of different things to get your music out and connect with people. Yeah, man, I totally agree. I believe it's a combination of uh, everything. Uh, Having a well, not you know, it's all about strengthening the brand through all the platforms that you're able, you know, to take advantage of. So if you have your Facebook, you have your Instagram, you have your Twitters, right there, you have access to so many potential consumers and customers and connoisseurs of the music. So it only makes sense to take advantage of all three platforms. So I've been trying to take a balanced approach, not weigh one more than the other. You know, at first, my Facebook was stronger than my Instagram and my Twitter. So it's like, you know, you got to beef up all angles. You got to bulk it up. And then that just coincides with your SoundCloud and your YouTube. To me, which I feel like the most important, you know, because you could go drop a picture on your Instagram, get 100 likes. But then you drop a sound, a song on your SoundCloud and you get no plays. So really, I want to get to those direct fans that are on the YouTube, that are on the SoundCloud that are looking for the content, not necessarily, they're more wrapped up in the content. They're more checking for your art. Whereas the social media, that's more, they're checking for your personality. They're seeing what kind of person you are. They're seeing if they can vibe with you, which is also equally important because they want to put a face to the music. They want to know, you know, me, I'm just a regular guy out here. You know, I'm just a regular guy. That's, that's what I show in my social media. You know, I'm nothing. I'm just me. I'm just Daniel's son. I don't, I'm not, I'm trying to be nothing more than who I am. I just natural. And I think that people appreciate that the most. They see you're a regular guy. They're like, Hey, you know, this guy might make uh, music that I enjoy to listen to, but he's also somebody that I could 
you know, chill with that. You know, he's just a humble guy. So I think getting that message across is very important. You know, you mix that with the music, music, personality. That's what you get through the social media. And that's very important for marketing. I have one of my big, the big homies out here, my dude Reaps. He has a, a big app called um, Alpha Match. So, you know, I got to plug my big homie Reaps and Alpha Match. If you have a dog, definitely go download the Alpha Match app. That's going to help you with all your canine needs. He showed me that he used to have a real big budget when it came to buying radio space, buying advertising on the radio. He'd spend something crazy like $3,500 a week. And then it wasn't producing the kind of results. So he cut it down and went to $350 a week just on the social media advertising, buying promotions and sponsorships. And he said, that's what blew him up. So once he told me that, and he told me, yo, son, you got to pay to play the game. If you're not paying to get your stuff to advertise and you're not paying the market, you're not trying to put your $1,000 in, make 2000 back, you're not even playing the game. You're not even a, you're not, you can't even consider yourself competition. So I took that, I took that, and I tried to apply it through all levels of social media to get an overall balanced marketing plan going. Awesome, man. Nice. Very nice. And then on top of that, you got a, a lot of organic traction, too. You know, obviously, here at Insomniac with an OG like Kevin Keefe on radio, someone like Eclipse. Talk to me a little bit about that. How are you connecting with um, some of the media out there? So obviously, you know, the websites and also radio. You're getting some radio play on a satellite radio, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, sir, man. It's a, it's a blessing, man. It's, it's crazy to think that that's what it is, is what it's coming to now. But when it first started out, it was all about, you know, making sure you were pressing the blogs, hitting the DJs. It was, you know, I was just trying to be, I wasn't trying to be over aggressive, but I was trying to, you know, push my product. So I always had Insomniac on my email list when it came to the blogs and every release I would hit the blogs. I'd put my write up together, have my little high resolution photos and everything, my links and every release I would, you know, press, 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 hit the blogs, hit the blogs, hit the DJs. And eventually my workload kind of started getting heavier. So I wasn't really able to, I wasn't really hitting the blogs as much, but I had hit them so many times that they were starting to reciprocate it and they were starting to check for me naturally. So I would just, you know, it would just be like, I would drop a track and the blogs would pick it up. Fortunately, it's a blessing. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate all the blogs, every blog, everybody that takes their time out of their day to check for new hip hop and try and put the fans onto new artists. They're, they're the ones, they're the tastemakers that push the, the culture forward. They do a lot. And I appreciate all of them. I appreciate you guys for sure. So that's what it, that's what it was at the start. It was about the, putting the full court press on and making sure I was doing my due diligence to make sure that my product was received properly. And then when it came to the DJs, that Giallo had a lot to do with that because Giallo has traction with the DJs before I was ever a part of the picture. Him working with Smooth and Hus Kingpin. And Giallo has a long resume too. It goes deeper than just them. Giallo's deep in the game. So me, me coming up under his wing, it was natural for the DJs that were checking for Giallo's tapes to, oh, Giallo has a new tape with this kid named Danielson. Let me check who this kid is. And fortunately, some of the joints resonated with them and 
man, people I consider legends like DJ Eclipse, he picked it up and I got his email and I would start hitting his email with joints and I would only hit him. Literally, I only had DJ Eclipse's email. I would hit him. Next thing I know, other legends like DJ Premier are playing the joints. Tony Touch is playing the joints. Sway is playing the the joints. PF Cutting is playing the joints. So it's it's a crazy blessing. It's like a hard work meets an opportunity. And I really, I, I really, you know, shout out to DJ Eclipse because he has a lot to do with that. I asked him, I was like, you know, I send these joints to you. I hear DJ Premier playing it. I hear Tony Touch playing it. And he says he has these DJ pools that he shares his, his, the joints with. So it's, cra- it's, it's crazy, man. I can't believe it. Some, I can't believe it. The day I found out that DJ Premier played my joint, that day made me realize that anything can happen. That's right. Nothing is impossible anymore. Because me being from where I'm from out in Canada, you know, whoever thinks that a legend, the greatest producer of all time, in my opinion, DJ Premier is going to play your joints, you know? Indeed. It's, it's crazy, man. So I got a lot. To, you know, I owe a lot to Giallo and I owe a lot to DJ Eclipse and I owe a lot to hard work as well. You know, anything can happen through hard work. Awesome, man. So tell me a little bit about what's next, man. You've been dropping hot music, seem like every week. What's next? What's next for Daniel's yeah. son? Man, more drops, more hard work, man. I'm trying to mash the gas through the Florida whip. I got my I got this tape I'm dropping tomorrow, actually. My birthday's tomorrow. I'm dropping this tape called the Moonshine Mix. That's produced by Vic Grimes and uh Fiber Optics. Create division. Um, also, shout out my, my man in Italy, Andrea Kunz, Tough Kong Records. We have the vinyl, uh, the vinyl release for Remo Gadji. The pre-order just opened up. You can get that at toughkongrecords.com. You know, they got a they got a, a black vinyl, but they got a crazy crystal clear vinyl that's gonna be that's the one that everybody's trying to get right now. So, you know, shout out to Tough Kong Records, shout out to Italy. I'm going to be out in Rome politicking with them. You know, I love Europe. I love European fans, man. I love I love it, man. Shout out to them, man. That's Moonshine Mix dropping tomorrow, probably at noonish. I'm going to drop it, you know? Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, more to follow. Then I got a tape with uh, Giallo, my follow-up to Remo Gaggi. That's going to drop in December called Santa Maria. And then me and my dude, Cypher Jose, we're going to follow up the Division Rivals tape. So it's going to be a busy end of, uh, before 2018 reaches, there's going to be uh, a lot of work that happens. Awesome, man. Well, I want to wish you continued success. You know, Insomniac Magazine got your bag. We've been covering you for a while, and we continue to support the cause and make it happen. And real hip-hop is alive and well, thanks to not only Daniel's son, but also, obviously, Division uh, crew and uh, and so many people that are coming through with real hip hop and obviously you're on that list. We see you. You're there. Yo, it's so true, man. You guys put me on so many artists, man, and you guys be showing love to so many artists. I recognize Ali, Crime Apple, Al Davino, Esty Nack. Like, man, you. I was talking with my dude A Son Eastwood the other day, and it was like, you know, you guys are like. You guys, what, what you guys say goes, what, what's on those top 10 charts is you guys are really looking for the best stuff that's out there, the best material that's out there. So if there's somebody on that top 10 list that you ever heard of, 
you should go check for that guy because you guys are really doing your due diligence and funneling to the to the raw, to the pure, you know? So, I, man, I got nothing but love for you guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on, on the first podcast. And anything going forward, man, I'm definitely going to be in New York. We definitely got to link up when I'm out there. And anything you guys got going on going forward, man, anything you need from me, man, uh, it'll be an honor, you know, to help you guys out, to show some love back for all this, the love you show me. I can only show love back. So let me know if there's anything I can do. Appreciate that, man. And again, I want to want to give a shout out to our editor, Kevin Keefe, because he definitely has a strong hand in a lot of the dope music that's covered on Insomnia. So I can't uh, miss the opportunity to give him some deep props. Not at all, man. Shout out Kevin Keith. Yo, it's a beautiful thing, man. I really appreciate everything that you guys have done to try and spread my music and spread Crate Division music and spread the underground and, and the artists on the come up in general. You know, you guys, you guys are doing a real noble, a noble act, man. I salute you guys to the fullest. Appreciate that, man. We'll be catching your new music. Sure enough. Take care. All right, Daniel, son. Peace, man. Yes, sir. Peace, man. Peace.